WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. All right, another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings and Raycon. It is Jerem, it is Noli, it is Tanner. What is up, guys? Oh, hey, what's going on? What's hey, going dude. On? feeling kind of shitty so <laughs> let's go <laughs> talk about the metro why not <laughs> yeah okay so all right <laughs> we are firing off cylinders to start here okay so we'll before we get into the metro preview just a couple quick little house cleaning notes um for hot's talk this past friday we had the the marion hosa goodbye game out in slovakia and uh it looked fucking awesome yeah there's a lot of fog on the ice which was kind of crazy yeah hot as shit yeah uh all those guys were red as could be and we're dripping sweat and yeah it was foggy as shit but it's like yeah it's because it's getting probably way too hot in that rink and all those people were in there and there's actual nhl players on the ice like it was crazy but it was so much fun taste had a sick goal there's so many like stars out there like ugh. watching hot skate again so much fun oh, so. cool shit i like the, the peter the peter bondra assist to taze the zegris to milano it's kind of nasty i literally turned it on and that's exactly what happened i was like oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that was uh icing or the cherry on top was Taves getting the primary assist on Hosa's technically last goal ever? Well, and so, Hosa tying the game up with a half clap break clap, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, below the hash marks. Like that was just vintage Haas. He's pretty cool. Oh, I miss him. I wish he could still play, but I miss Jonathan and John Emerson yeah. out there. Darling. I mean, there's a great, it was just a great fucking lineup. Like I wish they would have did that out here. Like open up the UC for him. Let's go. Um, all right. And then NHL talk real quick. Uh, big signing was announced today. Brandon Hagel, uh, eight year ticket with the Tampa Bay Lightning, which some people are saying is a terrible deal, which it shows you're uneducated. It's so you don't know puck. You sent that Tanner and I went and looked at one of the posts and like literally every comment was positive, like on what a great deal it was. And like, Oh really? Really? Yeah. Like I didn't see any negative stuff. I've been so many people saying like, Oh, way too much term. We in like overpay. And it's like, how is it way too much term? He's 20. He's going to be 25 years old. He's 24 and just had 30 goals and six, just over 60 points this season. Yeah, exactly. And then people be like, oh, he had one good season. It's like he had 25 goals the year before with most of them coming from the Blackhawks. Like yeah. when he was, that wasn't a good team. Yeah. And they just got rid of Kalorn. Like he's going to yeah. be like a big time player for them. Like he, he came in and put up some points, but that's when they still had Palat. Then Palat got moved out. He, he took that spot, put up 64 points. And now Kalorn got moved out and he's going to get uh, more time and he's going to put up more points. He's fucking, he's, he's so good. He's going to be, was going to be one of those deals that you see in, in two, three seasons and people are going to be like, Oh my God, how does Tampa Bay keep getting away with these awesome contracts and stuff like that? Like it's going to be a great deal. 
Yeah, like just because of one, how cheap it is for him. Like it's a perfect deal for him where he's at right now. He's gonna have like a bigger role, like we just said. Plus, the cap's gonna go up, so like it's just it's the perfect storm for them. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, still miss him. Wish he was here. Yeah, absolutely. So, he's um, so our, good. he's so fucking good. He's just and he's I, just it's gonna be it's gonna look like such a good deal. Especially, I mean, I think it's a good deal already, but like in two, three years when the cap does go up, like that's the funny thing that we say all the time. Like these deals are going to look so good in two, three years. And he's just the type of player that's always noticeable on the ice. He's he's a part of every play offensively or defensively. He's just so fucking good. And I think a lot of the people that I was seeing comments from, like they just have no idea like what they're talking about. Yeah. It's insane. Um, there was a lot of comments too where that I saw at least that were like, "Can I get like a reading from Blackhawks fans or Lightning fans? Is this like a good deal?" And I'm like, "These are the kind of people that like should be asking that question because obviously, yeah. like, you shouldn't just come out and say this is a shit deal because you don't know." So I appreciate you actually asking and like, yeah, right. A Hawks fan, I wish they had him at eight years at six and a half. Like that'd be fucking unreal. But um, we were talking about this before you hopped on, though. It's like it. As much as I miss Hagel and I wish we had him at this deal, the fact that we turn him into Taylor Radish, Oliver Moore, uh, and another pick next year, Boris Kachuk, makes it a little, little less painful. Oh, no, absolutely. Like it's not like we traded, you know, I don't know, first rounder and you know a top pro- defensive prospect who gave a defenseman way too much money. Like when I heard that Hagel was gone, I was so upset. But then when I saw what we got, I was like fuck dude get him get him out i guess because let's go ever get anything better than that right there for him you know yeah yeah so their, our, their good second line right now is hagel sorelli and Jano. like yeah i know that's like, that's what that's what cap has got it at but i'm i'm sure Jano is not going to be second line right wing no no andy's hurt right now so i don't know i mean they always you, bring great you, you know that they're just going to have some young kids step up and just fucking tear it up just yeah. out of nowhere. I always got somebody. Or they'll bring somebody in. <laughs> yeah. Or they're yeah, they're gonna trade the, the rest of their picks that they have for somebody that's on a really good deal that's cheap. Patrick Kane league minimum. You never know. <laughs> hey, if you want to win another cup, that's a really good shot. Him and Hangle back. Why not? Yeah, right. That'd be fun. Um, all right, let's move on uh to the Metro Division preview. Um uh, Wrapping up the Eastern Conference, I think we could all agree the Eastern Conference is probably the hardest division to, or conference to pick. Um, Atlantic was really tough. We were talking about how every team could have a potential of you know making the playoffs, making a case for them. It's the same thing with with the with the Metro minus maybe two or three teams. I think. Um, I guess we'll start same way we did last year last week. We'll start at the bottom, work our way up. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets finished last in the division. Uh, 25, 48, and 9 for 59 points with the additions they made this year, including adding, you know, Proloff. Uh, Proloff. Antilli- <laughs> oh, what is it? Proveroff. Proveroff. Yes. Fantilli. Fantilli so. and all that. And they could say healthy. Could they potentially be the most, imp- like, Seven literally the most improved two. team in that division and potentially even the league? I mean, point point wise? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely can. But they also like cannot, you know. So, 
is I don't is this true? They haven't signed any free agents. I don't think they had money to. They 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 have plenty of money. Yeah. Oh yeah. They oh, just yeah. haven't signed a single free agent. I mean they they just been tra- Yeah, they made trades and then they signed deals, but they haven't like actually signed any free agents, which is that's kind of funny. Um they didn't lose anybody like too big. They brought in more defensive help with Severson and Ivan Provorov. And like Provorov's are gonna be at a really good deal because he's got salary retained. What did they get rid of? They got rid of nothing. Oh, LA's first round pick. That's what they left. That's what they got rid of for Provorov. And then a third rounder for David Severson. Yeah, they said Melon Cat. I their biggest like addition is the fact that they're gonna have a healthy team going into the fucking season this year yeah absolutely um they missed warensky so much last year i mean not that andrew but that's huge on their back end i mean especially like looking at their defense from last year like it is a game changer actually having him back there when but now you have like you said provorov and severson so like that those three up top that's that's huge for them um yeah and then yeah i mean they're they had a rotating line of injuries on their on their top end line a couldn't stay healthy so like i'm i'm excited to see goudreau you know his second season in columbus you know yep guys it's hard for guys that have been on the same team for a really long time when they move to a new city to have a really good first year matthew kachuk is obviously just a freak of nature yeah yeah But, like, for most guys, it's really hard. So, like, it's going to be interesting to see Goudreau this year, um, especially when you, you know, he has a full, like, a healthy Patrick line next to him. You add in, um, um, I I can't even think of his name, who they just drafted. Fantilli. Fantilli. I could not think of his name. Um, I'm looking right at it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Fantilli in there. Like, that's, he's going to give him a bolt of energy. And I, I, I get, like, Alex Tuck going to Buffalo vibes where it's like they finally have somebody that wants to go there and it's like Goudreau yeah. wanted to go there and Fantilli said before the draft he hopes he gets drafted there. It's like, I don't know, I feel like they're getting like the juices flowing finally of like a mixture of superstars and guys that want to be there and yeah. then you know, like Liam Foodie, that kid was having a good year last year. Like Kent Johnston, like he, yeah, Kent, he, Kent Johnson, is it Johnston or Johnson? Johnson, yeah. Johnson. Uh, he, he had one of the like biggest highlight reel goals of the year. Nasty. Oh yeah. Fucking yeah. between the legs around the back of the net and then just fucking Michigan's it. It was sick. So like yeah, it's gonna be interesting. And they have Elvis signed for a long well, four more years at five point four, which isn't bad. Um mm-hmm. they go after like um, you know, just a, a veteran goalie. I help. mean I think the help that they got is like Provorov and Severson, like, and having Wierenski back, like that defense three, like that's half the defense is going to be completely different from last year. And they're all like seat, like more seasoned veteran type guys that can play pretty well. Yep. And then Boquist is also going to probably take another step up. He was injured for a good portion of last year too. He only played 46 games. Um. Yeah, man, like this team can definitely improve if they can just do that thing where they stay healthy. Oh, yeah. Wasn't Tashir, he was in like the employee or not employee in the players assistance program or something last year. 
Uh, I don't remember. Or did he like? Was... Didn't he like have to go back home or something? There was somebody. Yeah, who was that? But they have like such good young talent with like Kent Johnson and Adam Fantilli, which is just funny because they're both from like University of Michigan. And then now that you have, did you have you seen this too? This Kirill Marchenko kid that they they brought up last year. You see his stats. He's got twenty five points, twenty one goals. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, came out and just went on a run. Just, just was just ripping like crazy. Dude, and on team. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, and they got Cole Sillinger. Yes, uh, Cole Sillinger. I forgot about him too. He's not even listed in their lineup right now. Oh, he'll, he'll definitely climb up. Um, yeah, Liam like, Fowdy had played a bunch last year too, but I think he was one of those. He was a big reason. Like he was a guy that was brought up because they had so many injuries. Um, I mean, it can't really get any worse for yeah. them. <laughs> you know, like yeah, one sixteen overall, like for their team, and um, only uh, fifty nine points on the season. Like it's got to be better than that. Um, with the talent yeah. they have, yeah, there's zero reason for that to be that, ever happen again. That power play is gonna be fun to watch this year. I don't know yeah. who's gonna on it, but that power play is gonna be fun. I can. Yeah. I'm curious what they're gonna put Fantilli because right. I mean, Cat Friendly has him at third line, but like I. I doubt he plays third line, right? No, like, I bet you he's second. Second starts second line, then maybe works his way to the first line as like I can see him just being game straight up first line. Like why so? not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why Throw not? off the new shiny toy like right away. <laughs> I mean, Boone, Boone Jenner, Patrick Line, Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. Well, then there's even talks about Line saying that he's been working at face-offs and stuff this oh, yeah. season too so i mean he could even potentially be an option in the middle which i don't know why because i feel they're very center heavy right now but also yeah. again when nothing worked last year i mean you got to try whatever it, to get things back yeah, on track pretty much oh what was boone jenner it's 30 he's there i feel like he's been in the league for so long ever um yeah i don't know um if you go to Daily Faceoff, they have uh, Fantilli second line center with Johnson and uh, Marchenko. That's not bad. Johnson, what would be? Johnson, Fantilli, two Michigan guys. Let's go. Yeah. I'm sure will happen at some point. Oh, That's 100%. a super young line, too. Marchenko is the oldest at 23 and then 20 and 18. Like, that's, that's crazy. That's the future of your team right there. I just, like, we've talked about this before. It's like, I love that more teams are getting, like, good players and it's like it's starting to spread out finally it's starting the parody across the league is starting to get better and yeah. you're not going to start seeing the same six teams getting all this all the you know well, top guys and winning all that columbus <laughs> was having those high draft picks through the early 2000s as well it's just they drafted like shit on draft well they're terrible at draft fucking nikita filatov was their big fucking draft pick like in the middle of the 2000s he played like 17 games <laughs> That guy's name. I don't know why, but that was like the one year. I'm like, I'm gonna watch kid, and he yeah. barely cracked that NHL lineup, and he never like never came back. Um, yeah, you, we can all just thank Gary Bettman and the uh, the hard cap that we have right now for this uh, <laughs> reason that this is working out well for everybody. Yeah. All right, yeah. moving on. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers finished seventh in the league, 
or in the division 31, 38, and 13 for 75 points. Um, they're in the full rebuild right now, full effect. But do you think with the moves that Briere has done so far that they are in a better position than people are giving them credit for? Position to lose? Well, no, position for like in the process of oh the rebuild. The rebuild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're they're definitely gonna be worse than last year, I think. But I mean that's it's intended. Yeah. It's kind of like what Davidson did this previous offseason. Like but yeah, this team doesn't have anything scary. Their their biggest guys are usually hurt, which kind of sucks because Sean Couturier is just so good. It's it's really sad that he's just been so hurt for a while. Like he's yeah. such a, a two way player. Like he's a great centerman. Like he should be their number one C right now. But um, but I mean I know this wasn't Briere, but like they just made so many stupid moves. Like yeah. They, yeah. Makes sense. Like, why did you go out and trade? Like, sign get Ryan Ellis. Like, you knew, yeah. it, and he's like dead. Yeah, <laughs> you have him for four more years. He's he's gonna be LTIR for like forever. He's done, right? He's like done. Yeah. And then you got Cam Atkinson. Same thing, man. Like, I I hope he can get healthy. Um, but then you go out and get Cal Peterson. Like, why? Well, I'm sure they probably got Cal Peterson because they got the first round pick with him. But yeah. also like Carter Hart, what's what's going on there? Like, is he can is he a part of the 2018 like you know, World play, yeah. stuff? Like, and if he can play, is are they even going to hold on to him? Are they going to try to move him once he's cleared on that? Because I mean, they were talking about like he was a trade option for the longest time. Yeah, well, it's because they they brought him in to play like so young, and he played great, and then the team just kind of fell apart too. But like he wasn't able to repeat that kind of like great performance. And it's just been like, I don't know. It's actually really weird because he plays, he would like, I don't know about last year. Cause I wasn't really paying attention, but the previous years he would play insanely well in Philadelphia and then yeah. just shit the bed on the road. And it was just so weird. Yeah. But like, then you signed Rasmus versus the lion to like that contract that they did was it last. Yeah. That's a brutal contract, man. Like he's not that good defensively. He's like, it's just, it's, I'm surprised that he's still like in the league because he's just consistently been like one of the worst defensemen. Always. And he doesn't put up points. Yeah. Like, I don't understand it. Like there's honestly, like besides Travis Konechny, like I don't like anything on this team. No, they went out and signed Mark Stahl. Uh, who else did they, they didn't Oh, Garnet Hathaway. They, I don't know like the deal with that is. They, <laughs> they they traded away. Oh yeah, they lost JVR, but like whatever. They lost Brandon Lemieux, whatever. They traded away Kevin Hughes, or not Kevin Hughes. Sorry, Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes. And they're still they retained on Kevin Hayes. They bought out Tony D'Angelo. Like Jesus Christ! After basically having a trade set up. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't understand. That. About it's, it, I think Briere is just he's just in tear down, man. He's just. He's doing getting what he... getting rid of like anything and everything, and, but he's not getting value back. <laughs> so, Kyle, except for the Kyle Davidson, trade. Kyle Kyle Davidson fucked it for everybody else because he was able to get so much for for what he was doing. Now teams, it's the same thing with the Vegas expansion draft. Seattle got kind of a little screwed because all the teams were like, "Oh no, we're not doing that this time." And they're yeah. like, "Oh, Kyle Davidson did this. Nope, no one else is getting that help." I wonder if 
like they'll end up trading Travis Konechny. Like he's so fucking good too. Sure, they will. will. Yeah. Two years, five point five, dude. That's a steal. Mm -hmm. That's a guy that goes to Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's going to be their right winger on the second line with Hagel. They're going to somehow make that work out. Pirelli, Ian Hagel. Oh, dude, that's gross. <laughs> Just clip this part for when it happens during the season. That, <laughs> to say we called it. Um, just last thing on Philly. Uh, they got four more years of paying Ilya Perskalov. It doesn't count against the cap, but they got four more years of paying. Yeah, I love. I, that. I saw that too. That's hilarious. The old guys that are still getting paid by a buyout. I just love it. Absolutely Philly fantastic. still has. Philly's got. What is happening here? Oh, they get a uh, compensatory pick because they didn't sign their first rounder from 2018. I was just yeah. looking at their their, their uh, upcoming draft. They only, they have two in the first, two in the second. That's really it. And it's the Florida pick from, I believe, the Drew trade. Yeah. Owen Tippett. Yeah, man. Philly is just going to be in for a rough year. And then, I mean, they kind of... I don't know. Like, it wasn't on them, but like everything that happened with Nolan Patrick, like that sucks too. Yeah, you know, they've had bad luck with guys too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's also Hextall's fault for not listening to his like whole scouting team that they wanted to take Kale McCarr second, and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna take this really injury prone kid, Nolan Patrick." <laughs> it works out every time when people do that, just like Nelly. Oh, it worked out great. Yeah. Just don't listen to your scouts. All right. Moving on. We got the Washington Capitals who finished 35, 37, and 10 for 80 points. Uh, I think the main storyline for this season for them is how many goals does Ovechkin chip off of the race to Gretzky? He needs 72 to tie, 73 to break it. Dude, I it, it hit him. He was only like just over 70 away. And I was like, like, I knew he was getting close, but I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, the way he's been playing, that's two seasons easy. Yeah. 100%. I had to look again. Like, when I was looking at that, I was like, I was convinced it was like 80 or 90 at least. And then I was like, wait a second. Did I do, did I do this wrong? Like, math? <laughs> I know. I was, yeah, same thing. I was still thinking, like, well, he still needs like three more years, three or four more years at like 25, 30 goals to break it. And it's like, no, dude, if he gets two years of 40, which he just put up, how many did he put up last year? I keep, I'm trying to find them on cap. It's the one time I look for a team. I can never it's find. A, oh, geez. Got a lot of stats. 42. Yeah. See, like, so, I mean, if he puts up another 40, which they're setting up a team specifically just so he could break this record because they should be in built like breakdown mode, but you're not going to do it right now when he's going for the all time record. Like, yeah. But in like Max Pacioretty and like they have Dylan Strom, like Sonny Milano, they still have Backstrom signed. Oshi Kuznetsov. They just, they just signed Tom Wilson to an extension too. True. Um, It's yeah. just like filled with guys that are going to feed the puck to Ovi. Like that's what their team is. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to be any better this year. I don't think they're going to be any worse. I think they're just going to kind of sit there and just float at like 500 hockey, I think for, for the next little bit. Yeah. I don't, I don't see them making the playoffs. I mean, but I don't see them like not at least like 
I don't know. I mean, they were 13 points back last year. Yeah, they're yeah around there again. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's the pretty much the same team returning from last season, just minus Dimitri Orlov. And they added Max Pacioretty if he could stay healthy. Yeah, they, I mean that's the fuck. Did they they traded for Joel Edmondson? What? Okay, yeah, I guess that happened uh, on the first day of free agency. That's really weird. Uh, what did you say? They traded for Joel Ed- Joel Edmondson on the first day of free agency. He's wearing an A too. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's weird. I mean, uh, Rasmus Sandin. Maybe he'll get more time here than he did in Toronto. Maybe he'll show show something. He. Especially when Carlson went down last year, which that was a huge problem too. Carlson got hit with that puck into the face. It sucked for my fantasy team. I'm sure it sucked even more for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, he missed a lot of time last year. Yeah, he missed more than half the games. Back on that fucking power play, so like it that that didn't help them at all. Um, but Sandine came in. He played decent for them, um, filling in the hole for John Carlson, which is that's big shoes to fill. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And they went out and got Kemper. Dude, they had Vanacek and Samsonov. I like both of them better than Kemper. I know Kemper won a Colorado, but that Colorado team is fucking stacked. Kemper has always been a player that I think he he benefits from who's around him. And Washington was not on the level of Colorado at all. No, it was good in in Arizona, though. Yeah, but like somebody had to. I right. think yeah. I th- yeah exactly, but I he think knew he had to be good to get the fuck out of Arizona. To, I think yeah. it's difficult <laughs> difficult to go from playing like you're in Arizona. You're obviously like okay, like I I'm gonna have to do everything to going to Colorado, being like oh shit, we have a fucking squad, and then going to Washington, be like, what do we have here? <laughs> like we got Ovi, and then like you said, John Carlson got hurt. So like, who the fuck was their defense anyway? They traded away Dmitry Orlov, and I don't know. He had a mixture of like. Top end offense with no defense, and then top end offense that was hurt majority of the season. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I think this team's it's the Ovechkin show for the next two years at least. Yeah, until he breaks that record, then yeah, it's just how many can Ov score, and that's all we're watching on this team. I wonder if Pacioretty will be able to be healthy for a good portion of the season or not, because then that kind of that 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 really just adds. Because who do you, I guess you'd bump down like Mantha maybe? You get Oshi with fucking Pacioretty and like what a fucking pesky ass line that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Oshi and Pacioretty together is, I love that. I love, yeah. the, I love those two together. Two questions I have too is one, is Kuznetsov going to actually be on this team? Because there's still that whole trade request out there. And oh, two yeah. is Backstrom. As how is he holding up towards the end of the season when he came back? Is he gonna be able to keep playing, or uh, like what's the what's the issue there? Well, when their whole plan is just get power plays, and Backstrom can stand in the corner and just dish it <laughs> cross cross the crease to Ovi for a backdoor tap in. Uh, I think he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I I love Backstrom actually. I wasn't sure if I should wear my my jer- my Devils um jersey or if I should wear uh my Backstrom jersey for today. Um but yeah, I, I hope he stays healthy, but yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, it's like 
it's just so weird with it'd be such a different story if Ovi wasn't doing what he's doing. But yeah, yeah. I don't know he's going to be there because there's trade rumors during the season and then like just another month ago he's like no yeah i still want out like yeah so which is also weird because i feel like like why why would he want to leave i mean maybe he wants to chase a cup and he knows that they don't have a chance yeah they don't have a chance but like him and ovi together like it just it works you know but i don't know maybe what's going on in washington too because mitchkoff's came out and said like everybody's like oh he would be the perfect player to follow washington and he came out he's like no he specifically said i don't want to go to washington I bet, well, I don't know, but, like, to me, it's probably, like, he's Russian. Like, Ovi's, like, arguably the greatest Russian. You could argue that. Um, Like, he has a complete legacy in Washington. Like, he's just going to get compared to Ovi his entire career. Yeah, that's true. So, that's kind of how I fit. That's kind of what I thought when he was like absolutely not to Washington. I was like, ah, it would be really cool because it would be cool just to transition into your like next generation talent as Ovi's crossing the the great one. But I mean, it makes sense for the kid. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Any guesses on what Kuznetsov goes? Seattle. I was going to say Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That wouldn't be bad. That would be good. I feel like they just they still need that one more player that like I don't know. But we'll a little higher end. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to possibly the most interesting team this offseason. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins finished last year 40, 31, 11 from 91 points. Part of the infamous missing the playoffs by one point because they lost to the Blackhawks, which then gave the Hawks the odds to get Bedard and change hockey history forever. Um, put Florida into the playoffs and make Florida it to the, the playoffs. Yeah, Kyle Dubas era is starting. Um, he's going big. I mean, is the Hail Mary gonna pay off? Is it gonna explode in his face? I mean, I just I don't know. Got his core four. <laughs> <laughs> to a new core four. Uh, yeah, I just. I feel like we talked about them a lot when the trade happened and it's just like, I don't know. I don't know how to get a read. I can't get a read on this team until I see them start playing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. is it going to go where Latang and Carlson like are a huge one, two punch on the back end, like offensively and defensively, or is it going to go the Brent Burns, Eric Carlson era in San Jose, where it was just too much all at once. And it just didn't work out. The power play went down and like, it just, it just wasn't it. But then you, San Jose did not have the Sidney Crosby factor, which right. Crosby can do whatever the fuck he wants because he's Sidney Crosby. And like talking about sneaky seasons, how many points did he have last year? 93. Yeah. Nobody's talking about how he had fucking over 90 points again last year, like 30 plus goals, 60 assists. Played all eighty-two games too. Yep. So like, it's just man. You knew what's you know what's like. He had a hundred nine games back in eighteen nineteen. <laughs> you know what's like something sneaky that they added that nobody really is talking about is they brought in Riley Smith, and he's going to be. I mean, right now they have him listed at left wing on Crosby's line, and if Riley Smith is like the prototypical like guy that's going to benefit the most from playing with Sidney Crosby. Pascal Dupuis, Chris Kunitz, like those kind of guys. Yep. Absolutely. He's just going to stand next to the net 
and fucking bury it. And that's all you got to do. <laughs> and got, they got uh, Nolachari as well from Toronto. Like he was a free yeah. agent in Toronto. Like he was, he was really good when he went to Toronto last year. I mean, he was really good with the Blues too before that. But like, that's a solid player. Like, yeah, they 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 brought in Vinny Henestrosa too, and like we've seen him play before. He doesn't put up a lot of points, but the kid fucking goes hard. He's a body. Yeah, you just need bodies. He's a body. <laughs> Spark like this man. team, this team isn't like bad. It's it's definitely like like Dubis is buying into the whole like we're gonna keep going at it as a hundred percent until Crosby's gone. Like you always have a chance when when Crosby's on the team. Yeah, and fuck man, like bringing bringing in Ryan Graves, I think is gonna be a sneaky great addition on the back end too. The kid's fucking huge, six five. He's gonna play alongside Eric Carlson. At least that's what they have it listed right now. Like. Just gonna give Carlson the freedom to fucking skate around with the puck with his big fucking behemoth playing like <laughs> just next to him. Like that's amazing. Yeah, and then he flex stick. That's what you need uh, like with a guy like Carlson, you need that like stay at home guy to help him out. So I mean, yeah, that's that's really good. But also it's like how is Jari gonna do this year? He's gonna have a bounce back year, like is he gonna be playing like he did last year? Oh, like gold tending is not like no, I don't have any confidence in that back end at all That's for them. Definitely, well, Jari's good when he's like healthy. He's really good. Fucking the other thing too is like Jake Gensel is gonna be out for the beginning part of the season, but once he comes back, like where I mean, he's gonna bolster that top six like even more. Yeah, he put up fucking thirty six goals last year. Thirty six goals, thirty seven assists, seventy three points, seventy eight games. What's up, guys? As you know, the show is brought to you by DraftKings and new customers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinem.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Kansas, call 1-800-24700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort on West Virginia Gambling Problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown's Race in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets as far as seven days after insurance. One boost per eligible game. Optimum require max bet $50. 10-plus leg uh, required for 100% boost. Uh, eligibility, wagering, deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer is all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to Luke Holmes on repeat or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. I love my Raycon headphones for, you know, listening to my country playlist up on the lake or you know any of the great podcasts from the hockey podcast network uh just get to hear all my hockey news um let me tell you right now raycons are the best way to listen use earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles noise isolation and awareness mode raycons have a 32 hour battery life including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time they come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit 
They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycon comes with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, WCB podcast listeners can get 15% off Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% off on Raycons. Buyraycons.com slash THPN. Yeah, it's just a goal score. Yeah. They picked up Lars Eller, too. And I just, yeah, it's like it's on paper, this team looks up. so, this team looks so good on paper. I just don't know, like you were saying, only is it going to translate right? Like, is it going to be the, the too many cooks in the kitchen type of situation? Like, I just. They currently have four guys in their, on their offense under the age of 30. And that's including Gensel on IR. Yeah. Like that's that's the part. Like when you look at the roster, it's like, man, these guys are this is an old team. Yeah. And like Jeff Carter at the, he's thirty eight, man. Like he's really slowing down, dude. Yeah, only twenty nine points last year with only thirteen goals. Like a real big drop off there. As your third line center, I guess that's not terrible. But uh, like he had, he had forty five points the season prior. I guess he hasn't really been putting up like a ton of points, but. And then you look at their D. Carlson's 33, Graves is 28, Latang's 36, Pedersen's 27. <laughs> Ruendel is uh 33 and Joseph is 24. So it's just a bunch of 30-year-olds tied up to a bunch of 20-year-olds. Like it's just hilarious. Yeah. They're the oldest, they're the oldest team in the league, right? I yeah. think so. Got older adding Carlson. It's yeah, just I don't know. It's just weird. Like I said, I I gotta wait to see how they and not even like the first month. Like you, need, I need like a, a good, good chunk of the season to like watch Thanksgiving. Them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, January is usually when Crosby's like, we gotta fucking turn it on, and then just start winning the games like crazy. You can never count on Crosby. No, <laughs> like McDavid, like you just can't bet against him. I mean, you can't McDavid because he doesn't win cups, but. Can't wait beer league titles either. So, um, all right, moving on now, entering the playoff teams from this division last year, the New York Islanders, uh, finished 42, 31 and nine for 93 points. They were eliminated in the first round, uh, by the Carolina hurricanes. Key pieces locked in long-term for them. Lou, Hasn't been told the offseason has started again. Um, it's August. And I don't think they made any moves. Yeah, they did. And they they did traded they? away Josh Bailey. <laughs> Do you, they have what it takes to get back to their back-to-back conference final? Glory. If you want to call it glory because they didn't win, but still, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The competitiveness that they had? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that they do just because like Barzell got hurt at the worst time in the season and they still made the playoffs. Didn't they? Why do I feel like yeah. they didn't make the playoffs? They made okay. the playoffs. They did. Yeah. They got knocked out by Carolina. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, fuck. Yeah. I mean, this team is still just like one of the most boring teams to watch, right? Like they're so, so good defensively. Elias Sorokin is hands down. I think the best goalie in the fucking league. Um, Crazy. I, I, 
he's gonna win the he's gonna win the Vesno at least once yeah. over the next like three seasons or something. I thought it like I know Omar and Swayman did what they did for Boston this year, but Boston was so fucking good. Like Sorokin was the reason the Islanders made the playoffs this year. I thought it should have been either Sorokin or uh, Saros in Nashville, just because of how they were the MVPs of their teams. Like yeah. they for both of them. Like Sorokin's just unbelievable. Um, just fucking. I just want to point this out. So Sorokin over the last two seasons. He had 62 games played this season, which is pretty fucking high, right? Like, yeah. a lot of goalies don't play 62. He had 52 last year. 9.25 save percentage last year. 9.24 save percentage this year. Like, 9.29 save percentage in the playoffs this year. Like, the guy fucking is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. And he's... <laughs> how old is he? He's not that oh old. God. 28. So it's not bad. But... Yeah. God damn. He's in his prime right now. Remember that rumor when the Hawks traded for him? Just God. about to bring that up. <laughs> I wish. God. I fucking wish. So him and Varlamov are both 6'2. Varlamov's 205 and Sorokin's 172. That's fucking crazy, dude. He's thin. Yeah. Yeah, he's he a thin boy. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting with this team? They don't outscore guys. They don't let up a lot of goals. It's just can they can they score at all? Like I feel like that's yeah. their problem is they just don't score. Um, and like you yeah. said, out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like it, Lou just keeps he loves running it back, like just run it back, run it yeah. back. Like it's he doesn't make major changes at all. No, no, and like they still haven't even re-signed Parise, which we all know is going to happen. But like, do you think that's going to happen? I don't know, and like. They, I feel like they're also the only team with like a, a genuine fourth line with Matt Martin, Casey Cizikas, and Cal Clutterbuck. Like that's a fucking gritty fourth line. Like that's yeah. a that's a two thousands fucking fourth line right there. <laughs> that's a, um, yeah. I mean, this team like having a full season with Bo Horvat between Barzell and Andrews Lee. We'll see how that works out because like Bo Horvat almost put up forty goals last year, and he was playing in Vancouver, and they were trash and then he came over to he came over to the islanders and i think barzell like immediately got hurt and so like they i don't think they really ever played together i was yeah set up when you brought it up uh are you talking about like can they score they're not gonna score a lot and all that kind of stuff their shutdown to style is huge because when they're scoring first they were 27 11 and 5 last year yeah Uh, when when the opponent scored first they were 15 20 and 4 yeah, dude, like it's it's just can they score? And if they you gotta get that goal and just go shutdown mode, and it's like, oh, if yeah. we score one, we we're not gonna let any in. But like as soon as they go down, it's like, fuck, dude, can we get one? Like it's just it's the same style of play that they have every single year. And I feel like it's gotten I mean, it was just one season, but I feel like it's it's last year wasn't as good without trots behind the bench. Yeah. Trots' systems are fucking they work, obviously. Like you yeah. got him to the conference finals, you got the Capitals to the Stanley Cup. Like it's got that team bought into trots, and I still can't believe that he is not their coach. Like it just blows my mind I, that they like he literally got you to two conference finals. All these guys bought into your system. Like, why are you letting him go? Like it just it didn't make sense. Yeah. Because was wasn't the group. year that he got fired too, wasn't that the one where the the COVID where they Started this like what cr- crazy long on this road, and then like half their team had COVID for most of the season. 
And they, yeah. they had to play through it, and then three other teams did it, and they started, like, stopping the schedules. And But, like, the Islanders had to play through it, and he called out the NHL, like, what the fuck? Like, why did we have to play through all this? But these guys are all getting breaks. Like, yeah, they got screwed that year. Yeah. And he gets he gets fired because they don't make the playoffs because of dealing with all that shit. That's fucking ridiculous. It's crazy, but I don't know. I Yeah. They're this, you know exactly what you're getting from the Islanders. Oh, every yeah. So you're not sure what you're getting from is the New York Rangers. Uh, they finished 47-22-13 uh, for 107, eliminating the first round by the New Jersey Devils. Uh, did, they do, did they do enough to to stay a threat in this division? I mean, they they lost. They went all in last season bringing in Kane Tarasenko. Um, didn't work out for them. They didn't bring back either of those guys. Uh Yes. Yes, at least with Kaner. But I mean, do they do enough where they can still be a top team in this division? I still like this team, honestly. Like yeah. I really um I mean you add Blake Wheeler at eight hundred thousand dollars, like he's gonna be in your top six. Like that's he can like, still he get assists, like here, for sure. Fifty five points, sixteen goals, but like he's gonna be playing with like right now they haven't projected with Trocheck and Panarin, like He's going to put up more than that on that line. Um, I feel like it's just more so how is that that kid's line? Not They're not really on a line anymore, but like how is that kid's line going to do? Like Kako uh, and Heedle. I think Heedle is going to be fine. Like I feel like he's made strides every year. Um, Kako is back and forth and Lafreniere. I mean, I don't think he's going to live up to being in first overall, but I think he's still going to be a good player. But it's just how far can those guys help? take them because you know what you're getting from Zabanajad, Kreider, Panarin, like it's you those guys show up every year. Like those are your stars. That's what they get paid for. Like then they're back end sick. Like they extended Keandre Miller. They have true yeah. Slingren. Like and then they got just Sturkin in that they got quick behind him. Like they brought in Eric Gustafson too, which is kind of funny. Always good. <laughs> just add, adding more like offensive depth to the defensive like <laughs> like the back end when you it's just showing like they just believe that Shisterkin is going to be able to just stop everything. It doesn't matter if the defense actually can't play defense. They got and quick backing him up. If yeah. uh, if your power play goes down, at least you got Gustafson to rely on because he can just jump into any power play and, and boost them up just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. They, uh, they haven't even signed Lafayette yet. Yeah, he still needs a deal. It's the thing with with them. It's like I wonder how much they've just like ruined like Kako and Lafreniere by constantly like trying to bring other wingers in to play the top lines versus like the two kids that are like a first and the second overall, like giving them any kind of shot. Yeah. I mean, it feels like especially with COVID, like we've talked about it where like players in that age group, their development's thrown off a little bit. Like, I feel like Lafreniere was not ready for the NHL, um, but he just got thrown in, and, like, it's – I don't know. Like, it's going to be interesting. Not, not to make it about the Hawks, but, like, his situation is kind of what's me nervous about Korshinsky and rushing him because it's, like, I think when Lafreniere came in, it was, like, because he was – do you put him back in juniors where he's just dominating – or do you let him sink or swim in the NHL? And I'm like, that's where I'm just like, ah, well, Korchinski, I'm just a little nervous about that whole situation too. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of feels like the, like Kirby doc situation. Yeah. almost. Like as soon as he moved on, like from the, 
the Hawks, like he, he had a really good year last year with Montreal. And it seemed like he finally took a step where with the Hawks, it was, he's kind of a stalemate. But the only good thing it is about Lafreniere is like the Rangers are good. The Hawks were not, you know? Yeah. So, but at the same time, the Hawks or the Rangers are good. So he's going to be third line. Like he only gets like 15 minutes a game. Like, yeah. Before that, he was only getting like 12 minutes the year before or something like that. Like it, I don't know. Like you're not you're not on the like the first line power play. You're playing third line. Like you're not gonna get like huge numbers out of this kid. I think I mean honestly, him putting up 40 points is pretty fucking good for like playing third line, really. Like it sucks. He's behind Chris Kreider and Artemi Panarin. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. He averaged 15 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's not bad. I think that the the thing against him is that he was a first overall pick, and that's that's not his the, fault, the ex- right? Like, yeah, right. That's the ex- but like that's the like I wonder, I wonder how his development would have gone had the Rangers not won that odd lottery where they get to play in the playoffs and then fucking get first overall. Yeah, right. Like if he goes to a team that actually was towards the bottom of the league, and like gets that second or first line like minutes in like his first couple seasons, like I wonder how he turns out. Or he gets thrown back into juniors, rips it up for a year, and then comes in the next year and he's first line. Like, yeah, well, plus like yeah, but- I mean, you're playing in New York too, like on an original six team. Like there was a huge fucking like his his face was on the side of the fucking Madison Square Garden like during the draft, man. Like. Like, they're like, welcome to New York, like, all this shit. And, like, if you're any kind of, like, New York fan, and you're like, well, this kid's not fucking doing it. This kid's not Matthews. This kid's not even close to, like, Nico Hiche. Like, okay. On him out. Like, it's just, like, dude, he's 21 years old. Yeah. Like, you have to give him a chance, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, come, honestly, like, have him come to Chicago. Let's fuck. I would fucking take him. Give him a shot. Now's, Now's the time to do it. Yeah, right. Um, chemistry with the garden. You fucking at the trade deadline, just Taylor Hall for Lafreniere straight up. I want Taylor Hall though. I do too, but like for the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Like I I like the moves that they've made. Like I I I know they lost Kane and Tarasenko, but obviously like those big moves that they made, it just threw off the chemistry and like, it didn't, it didn't pan out. Like it didn't work. So like bringing in and like, like I said, like the guys that they brought in, like I still like this team. I still think they're going to be competitive in this division. Yeah. I like, I honestly like the addition of Jonathan quick as the backup to Shesterkin too. Like he's not going to, he's clearly not going to have to come in. Like, you know how, when they signed Cal Peterson in LA to like that extension, they're like, okay, like they're going to start taking more and more of this responsibility. And like, it never fucking happened. And like quick's just like, yo, I'm fucking dying out here, man. Like I've been yeah. doing this for like 12 years in LA, like, please. <laughs> like, so this year he'll probably just get, he'll get more of that backup role, probably like 25 ish, maybe 30 games or so instead. And he might just fucking shine a little bit better than what well, he was doing in LA. They had a lock. The past two seasons, I think, and yeah, he played uh, like shit last year. Garbage. Like even when he <clears throat> Rangers, like they're just bad. I bet anytime I saw Halak was playing at home, I bet against the Rangers, and I won a lot be- just because. <laughs> like his numbers at MSG are terrible. Like no matter what team he's on, like That's so. Funny. I wonder how quick he'll do it in that situation, but yeah, um, yeah, and and 
you know, quicks coming in, you know, just like, Oh, I just, I just want a Stanley cup doing this. I could do this all day. You know, yeah, <laughs> like right. game last year for the golden Knights. Like I could do this. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, moving on to probably the biggest surprise of last season, uh, the New Jersey devils. They finished 52, 22, and 8 with uh, 112 points, and they were knocked out in the second round by the Carolina Hurricanes. Can they build off their breakout season and be a true cup contender, or are we going to see another case of the National Predators? Uh, Well, the thing that's different between them and Nashville is Nashville, the guys that had their career years were, like, pushing 30 or over 30 like the guys that had career years in new jersey are like 20 <laughs> they're like 20 yeah. 21 years old like Just jack hughes is gonna break 100 points for sure this year as long as he stays healthy like yeah this team's gonna be really fun to watch especially just i mean offensively like absolutely uh defensively they lost like damon severson but i mean it's not gonna hurt as bad when luke hughes is gonna be having a full season um, yeah, the Hughes brothers can be fun to watch. Yeah, dude. Jack Hughes is just fucking so much fun to watch. Like, he's just... <laughs> I feel like we keep talking about it. Anytime he comes up, it's like he's finally living up to, like, being number like that first overall. And it's... I mean, like... Yeah, speaking, up- speaking of Lafreniere and then Jack Hughes, you know, like, this is what happens when you actually go to a team that, that really needs that first overall pick to, like, develop and play, like, top-line minutes. Like, they just... New York just didn't do that for Lafreniere, and they're still not doing that. He's like still listed as a third line fucking winger. Like it's so brutal. And also, like you gave the kid time to develop to where it's like we we have faith in this kid. Where in Lafreniere, all the Rangers fans are like fuck, like no, like this is terrible. I mean, people were upset with Jack Hughes's contract, but obviously it's a fucking steal. Now he's making eight million dollars. Yeah. And only any guy that comes in, it's like, how do you make more than Jack Hughes? You're not better than him, but. Then you got Timo Meyer that came in and did make more than him, but whatever. Um, he's well, he's a little older though, you know. Like it's that's his second contract. Like Jack Hughes is on his first, and like his next one's going to be like ten plus. And it's I, only eight hundred thousand more. It's not like it's a ridiculous amount. I think Hughes being at that number like definitely helped them talk Meyer down a bit. But yeah, like it's the Boston, like the Boston effect. They they showed what we got going on here, and players bought into it, and they took less money to make it make it work. Yeah, um, I mean, having a full year of Meyer on that team is going to be huge. Yeah, Tyler Toffoli playing on that team, oh too. God, that's a big, big yeah. get. Yeah, um, that guy's a fucking goal scorer, too. Like, it's just... He was the only one doing anything in Calgary last year. Yeah, I mean, the past, like, three teams he's been on, I feel like he's, like, the only one guy that produces, and it's all Canadian. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. finally out of Canada. Um. Yeah, Luke, like you said, Luke Hughes coming in. That he should be a stud for them. Um, it's just can Vanacek's like the beginning of the last year. Vanacek was unreal; like he was so yeah. good. And then it just fell off, and then Schmid came in in the playoffs, obviously, and like did what he did. But like it kind of comes down to goaltending for this team too. I feel like you know. Yeah, I mean they added firepower though. And yeah. like you said, like having Meyer for the whole season now too. Him and Hiche being on the same line and being like some of the only Swiss players is kind of like gonna have you just feel like this is gonna be disgusting chemistry. Actually, no. play the what? 
<laughs> so yeah, it's definitely like going to be a huge connection for them. Man, oh man. Yeah, this team will be fun to watch though. I like this team a lot. I really like this team. <laughs> it's like, what else did they lose in the back end, really? They, it was Severson. Oh, and then Ryan Graves, who's in Pittsburgh now. I mean, it's adding losing those two guys and then adding Luke Hughes, like that's that's good, but like it's kind of tough at the same time. Like their back end doesn't look as good as it did last year, but I mean it's still it's still good though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dougie Hamilton almost point per game last year. And how many fucking overtime winners did he get last year? Oh my god, he was huge. Know. He was just like money. It was unreal. That one he had in, oh, yeah. And then they lose. Oh, it was that doesn't matter. I think it was like Jesper Bockfist, like Adam Bockfist's fucking brother. Yeah. No, he uh, he's not there anymore. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. They lost him. Oh yeah. yeah that was yeah. A, that, that's like that's it. Um. Yeah, that fucking that OT winner that he scored in New York at MSG during the playoffs was just fucking unreal. Just snipe far side. That was sick. Um. Yeah, it's going to be it, – this is a fun team. Like, yeah. this is another just fun team. Like, they are going to be heavy offense, scoring lots of goals. It's going to be – this is ah, – this is hmm. team. It's they the exact They signed that the Eric Shalgren kid from Toronto. They got Shalgren, did they? Yeah. <clears throat> Where do you see that? It's he's in their minors. The goalie oh, from Toronto. Hard pass. I went to prospects. Yeah. Weird. Yep. All right. Last team in the division. Uh the Carolina Hurricanes. Finished 52, 21, and 9 for 113 points and were eliminated in the conference final um against the Florida Panthers. Didn't win a game. Didn't win a game. 0 for 12. What? But they weren't swept. They weren't swept. So oh, remember, yeah. they weren't swept that they didn't win, but they weren't swept. They were not. Um, I mean, those games were close as fuck, though. Was can it this triple, team, triple OT in first game? Can this team get over the hump? I I, I don't know if it's more, can this team get over the hump, or can uh, Andrei Svechnikov be healthy for the playoffs? It's every year. Every year, it's true. Um, he's so good, and then they lose him for the like the most important part of the goddamn year every single fucking year. And it's crazy because like it's such a such a huge trickle down effect when Svechkov's not in the lineup because like, well, I mean, at, they added Mike, Michael Bunting this year, which should give them a lot of grit, a lot of offense. Like it should help them out. I mean, not a lot of offense, but like it should help them out. Like Seth Jarvis, kid, kid's good. Kids yeah. real, kids real good. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Ajo is Martin Natchez, real good. Yeah, I was gonna say Sebastian Ajo is one of the most underrated players in the league, in my opinion. 100%. He's phenomenal. And then the way Marty Natchez came out of last year, like it, like they have so much depth. But as soon as you lose Svechnikov, like every year, it just like that top six just gets weaker. You know, like it just it's he's such hard. They fucking so their third line is this is a great third line too. Jordan Martinuk, Jordan Stahl, and Jesper Fast or Jesper Fast. They right now on cat friendly, they have uh terrifying and listed on the fourth line. Yeah. I was looking at Jack Drury and then Stefan Doshin. 
He's yeah. Wasn't he kind of on like the block a little bit? Like yeah, did, I've heard I heard that Tebow? they were kind of yeah seeing what they can get for him because he kind of he's gonna get lost in the shuffle. I think on this team, I feel like he already has like yeah. Like, Jarvis, Natchez, like Svech, like those guys have all kind of taken over for what ta- they thought Table would do. Like Table's a good player, but like he's definitely not lived up to what the Blackhawks thought he was going to be when they drafted him. Right. Plus, yeah. when you have like those guys out playing them at cheaper deals, then it's kind of like, uh, maybe we can uh, you know, get something, get something for this guy. Right. Like Jarvis is seven years younger. But, I mean, well, well. The other thing too is like there's no need to trade him because like why not have the depth if you're making those deep playoff runs? He's at five point four. Like that's not a bad deal either. I just don't understand how this team is able to make these deals where like they have this stacked fucking forward lineup and then they still go out and get Dmitry Orlov. They get eighteen fucking defensemen. It's like oh, yeah, they have eight the- goal, eight defensemen on their uh, main roster that on one way deals. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they have. So they have Orloff, Burns, Shea, Pesci, Slavin, D'Angelo, and then on their scratches they have Chatfield and Jones. <laughs> and then they have a PTO for Nathan Boilu. <laughs> it's just fucking insane. I don't understand it. It's just like let's hoard every defenseman because if we have them, the other the rest of the team just like can't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's this team like Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ranta have it really nice on this team because. Like we saw with like Nadelkovich, like when when he had almost he was a Calder nominee because he had this stacked defense in front of him, and then fucking he gets traded to Detroit, and then they just end up dropping him because like obviously it's not the same. But having like solid goalies like Ronta and Anderson, like even oh shit, man, like I forgot they have uh Kachuk, what's his name Kachekov? Yeah, yeah, was, he's was he's so good too. Fuck yeah, it. like this team is just this team's got it all. It's, it's just can they stay healthy at the right time? Because it's not only Sveshnikov, but it's fucking Freddie Anderson every year that gets hurt, and then Ronta injury prone, like, and then Kochetskov got hurt. Like it's just it it's a it always happens every year. Like it, like you know what you're getting from the Islanders, you know you're getting injuries from the the Hurricanes. Like that's what yeah. it is. at the worst time it's going to be playoff time, and then they're going to be like, well, there goes all of our good guys, right? And it's Anderson's a great goaltender, but like you were saying about Nadelkovich, like this system, and it's kind of like the Islanders, but like Sorokin's Sorokin played way above what he needs. I mean, he played way better than the team did, but like this team is yeah. so defensively because they have fucking 30, like more than half the roster is defensemen. Actually, um, they, they don't need the best goalies in the world because they played just so well all around. But, like, you're getting a good, really good goalie out of Freddie Anderson anyways. Like, he's going to be there and be stable back there. It's just, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Fucking Ronto was 93 last year. That's fucking crazy. And, oh, man. So, yeah, this team's going to still be good. Also, right. Ronto older than Anderson. What is What's it, Ronto? Ronta's a year older than Anderson is. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I mean, this team's gonna get in like another year. Like Svechnikov's only twenty three. Seth Jarvis and Martin Neches are only twenty four and twenty one. Like they're like some of their biggest point getters, and like Sebastian Ajo is only twenty six. Like when we're talking about Pittsburgh being like 
super old. Like this team is like all twenties, <laughs> except for your third line that's like thirties, but like just in their thirties and like they play well together. <laughs> yeah, and there's yeah. like the the really good experienced vets that like are very like good at two way play. Like fucking Jordan Stahl is probably still one of the best two way centers in the game. It's just a healthy mix of everything you youth yeah. and like two way players, offensive players. Like it's just it's I sleep on them every single year. I don't know yep. why. But then like I watch them play, I'm like, God damn, dude, this team is fucking good. <laughs> yeah, when whenever they played the Hawks, I was just like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 could you could see the disparity in the skill level. And I was just like, oh my God, like this yeah. team is just scary. And then they go on and fucking get swept in the fucking Eastern Conference final. <laughs> they lost four in a row. They didn't get swept. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. What is your guys' top three teams in this division? Fuck, dude. I was so prepared last week. I haven't even looked at the division until we started talking about it. <laughs> it's, I mean, Carolina is definitely top still for me. Are you yeah. in order? Are you going in order at all or just no order? I I no order. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Carolina's first. <laughs> um I don't know, man. Like it's hard for me to argue against Pittsburgh being worse than they were last year when they were only a point out and they went and like got more. Um, top three better. It's possible. I think it's very possible. And then I think New Jersey, right? Like, I don't know. It's one of the, either the Rangers or the Islanders, they'll be in there too. It's just, I, with the Islanders, it's Sorokin. Can he just continue to be like the biggest fucking monster in the back end? And then for the Rangers is just like, can they still continue to count on Zabinajad, Panarin, and Kreider just to fucking score every single time on the power play? Can Kreider put up a, did he, he got 50, right? That wasn't this year. I think that was last year. That was no, year before. But he got 50, though, right? Like, can he put that up again? Like, yeah. Um, I mean, so, who you going, so who are you going three? Because you said, like, five teams. <laughs> you went down the uh, I don't know. <laughs> New Jersey. I But their defense isn't that. I don't know. Yeah. I like um, I like the standing how they ended last year, honestly. I think it's going to be basically the same Carolina, New Jersey Rangers. Yeah. Do yeah, that's what I'm I can see that too. I just I'm, Pittsburgh's gonna come out flying and like win the fucking division, but like until I see it, like I just I don't have faith in them. I'm flipping yeah, think, the Devils in Carolina. I think from the whole division though, like Columbus definitely takes a step forward as long as obviously they stay healthy because that was a huge issue last year. Uh, Philly takes a big step back. I think Washington is just gonna hang out right where they're at. All but right. Like, so who your bot? Who your bottom three then? Uh, it's gonna be Philly, Washington, and Columbus. But like Columbus is gonna be six, I think. It'll go like from la- like worst to like not the worst is gonna be Philly, Washington, Columbus. I think. Only? Gotta say, I go Philly, Columbus, Washington. Yeah, I can see that too. I just, I really want Columbus to be better. 
but it's just it's such a tough division and i just yeah can't i can see them improving but like them improving 21 points to be exactly where washington's at that's tough like that's a lot of points to catch up um and i think like i said i think washington's gonna be right about where they're at last year see the reason i think though they can do it though it's like it's if they if they're healthy i think that kind of puts them at where where they were kind of projected to be last year you know like that's man yeah I mean, I, I have the same three teams. I'm torn like you guys on Capitals and Columbus on who goes where, but I kind of see I, what happens with uh, Goudreau and Wierenski, Line A all on the same power play is going to be pretty disgusting. And Fantilli, man, like if he man, comes out and he's just firing right away, like Jesus. I can actually yes. see the Islanders drop down to where Washington is, honestly. Like, I. I could definitely see it. Like, I don't know. There's something about the Islanders where I'm like, I think this might be a year where they just kind of fall off a bit. The Islanders are the one team that I could be like, yeah, they could probably come in like seventh or first. Yeah. That's goalie in the league, though. <laughs> I have a hard time thinking that they would, they might fall off, but I have a hard time thinking they fall that much. It's so hard. It's like, I, it's the same thing with Columbus, though. It's like, I know that they're going to be better, but like, yeah. are they that much better? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. And like, same with Washington. Like, are they going to fall off? Are they going to be exactly what they were? Like, it's just, this is such a tough division. Like, it's so good. Yeah. All right. It's well, a lot of good, tough games. Yeah. That's the Metro. That's the Western or Eastern Conference. Yeah. Uh, we will check out. This. Check. <laughs> Show it up. Show your jerseys. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. So, episode 239, uh, Metro Division Preview. Yeah. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at WCB Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your Apple or wherever you find your podcast at. Uh, DraftKings promo code THPN. What's up? Where do you guys find your apples at, man? Where do you find your apples at? We're at the grocery store. Um. Yeah, and we will. We'll see you on the next one. All right, love boys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.